Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us strong in our faith and even growing in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to turn their spiritual focus around. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their soul's salvation. Help them by getting them into God's Word, by sharing these short studies with them. Through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. With family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody change in a very profound way and positive way spiritually. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, also for you. So start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about another heart problem, and that is anger. Now, we've talked about a whole lot of these heart problems already, problems of the heart. We've we talked about hatred and laziness and gossip and worry and unforgiveness and ungodly pride and harsh judgments and fault-finding with uh, against others. This one, we're talking about anger, anger. Now, anger is is very directly related with hatred. That was one of the early one, early ones that we looked at, I believe. But anger, see, it's it's kind of the seedbed of hatred. Anger. I remember the the old story, and I don't know if it was true or if it was just kind of a parable that somebody made up to get a point across. And so the father was sitting and he was reading the newspaper or he was reading a book or something and and um, and his his young son came up and he wanted he wanted his father to play a game with him or to do something with him. He wanted him to give him some attention, spend some time with daddy, and daddy wanted to keep reading. And so I believe it was the newspaper he was supposed to be reading, and, and so he, he kept kind of putting off his son, and, and finally there was a, a picture of a map, a pretty, maybe it was like a half a page or a full page or whatever picture in the newspaper of a map, and so the father took a pair of scissors and he cut the map up into pieces, and he told his son, here, put this puzzle together, put, put, the, put the map back together. And it was an idea from the father's mind to give him some time to keep reading and let his son be occupied with something before he needed to put the paper down himself and start playing a game with his son. Well, it was almost no time. It's a surprisingly short period of time. The son said, I've got it, I've got it finished, Daddy. And the father looked, and sure enough, the map was completely in place, all of the states in the right places. And he said, how did you put that together so fast? And the little boy said, well, on the other side of the page was a man, a picture of a man. And so when I put all the pieces of the man together, the map was all together as well. The country was in the right place, all the right pieces. Well, if we can get the man right, we can get the country right, can't we? Now, we're talking about anger. Why do you think some little children exhibit such anger on a repeated basis? The least little thing sets them off. They're angry. 
They start getting into fights with neighborhood boys and siblings and so on. They're shouting and maybe even using vulgarity. Why do you think most of the little children who act that way, why do you think they act that way? Now, I realize that in some cases there are psychological problems that, that children are born with, and so there has to be some medical intervention and so on, but that's the small, small, small percentage. Why do you think most of the others who exhibit that kind of angry behavior on an ongoing basis, why do, you, why do they do that? Let me suggest to you, almost without question, it's because they see that kind of behavior in their mama and daddy. See, where's, where's the, the biggest or the number one, the most, the most uh, instructive school, schoolroom in a person's life? It's the home. That little child growing up, he starts to exhibit the same kinds of behavior he sees in his mama and daddy exhibiting. We need to recognize that. And we need to learn from it, and we need to start to control the anger in our own hearts. We read last time as we closed, as the churning of milk produces butter. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody churning milk. I have. You know, going back, my, my family were all born in a rural setting, and, and it was still back in a day when there would be some folks who would churn milk, uh, churn cream into butter. And it's, to me, it's, it's a rather arduous process. I'd just rather go to the grocery store and buy a pound of butter. But that's the old way to do it, the natural way to do it. And so it just, you continue to just, you know, churn and churn and churn and churn and churn the cream. And eventually it does produce butter. It becomes thicker and thicker and you've got butter after a while. So as the churning of milk produces butter, but that is to me an arduous, long process, and wringing the nose produces blood, and so somebody's twisting somebody's nose, eventually that nose is going to bleed. So the forcing of wrath produces strife. Proverbs 30 and verse 33. You keep being angry. You keep exhibiting anger in your emotional response to people around you, to situations around you, eventually that anger is going to build into wrath and ultimately is still left unchecked. It's going to become hatred in a lot of cases. But what do we get angry over? You think about high school or maybe even seventh or eighth grade, and you've got boys, you know, going back and forth through the hallways at school between classes, and one accidentally bumps into another one and maybe kind of bumps into him hard, but I mean, it was an accident. He didn't mean to. And, and he turns around and starts to say, I'm sorry, but the other boy swings his fist and clocks him one. Well, why? Because the other boy bumped into him. It wasn't intentional. It was an accident. He was about to say he's sorry or apologize, try to make amends. But before he could, the other guy, instant anger. Now, we might look at that and we might say, well, you know, yeah, that's immature kids. What about when they see that from their parents, basically? Mama says something wrong or daddy says something wrong and the other one lashes out in angry speech. See, where do the kids learn? 
their behavior, primarily from the home. Now, the wise man, Solomon, as he wrote scripture, he had a great deal more to say about the dangers of anger. A person who has a problem with anger has a difficult time concealing his anger from those around him. They recognize that's an angry guy or that's an angry girl. He commonly becomes known as an angry person. A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. Proverbs 12 and verse 16. In other words, he does not let himself become shameful in his behavior because he recognizes, I, I, I don't need to get angry over this. I don't need to let my anger spill out into, into wrath, into, into rage, into abuse. The difference in character between a person who controls his anger and a person who does not control his anger, <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. Proverbs 14 and verse 29. And again, you don't want to be around people who are always angry. People who, at the drop of a hat, just become angry and start to lash out, and maybe even physically. Note again, a soft anger turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15 and verse 1. Similarly, a wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. Proverbs 15 and verse 1 was the previous verse I read. Proverbs 15 and verse 18. Again, a wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays or, or delays or just puts away contention does not allow it to rise up within him. Who wants to be around an angry person? Many marriages have been destroyed because of the prevalence of anger in the household. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman, Proverbs 21 and verse 19. Again, it can go both ways. Probably most people think about if there's anger and contention and arguing and, and, and even physical altercations within the home, they think it's probably almost, almost automatically a thing it's on the part of the husband. It can be on the part of the wife as well. I worked with a man one time, and he told about how he and his wife got into, a, an, into an angry argument, and she walked over with a soft drink bottle and threatened him with it. And he told her, you better not. You better not hit me with that bottle. But she did. She hit him over the head. See, it can go both ways. For one's own safety and well-being, it is better to avoid the company of an angry person than to put yourself in potential jeopardy by being in that kind of relationship or in that company. Proverbs 22 and verse 24 says, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man, do not go. In other words, don't spend time with him because you know the dangers of that kind of relationship. Uncontrolled anger is a burden for the one who bears it, whether or not he realizes it, and a danger for those around that person. Proverbs 27 verses 3 and 4 reads as follows. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, 
But a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent. Again, Proverbs 27, verses 3 and 4. How many fights, how many physical altercations have started without anger? How many wars have been engaged without anger? How many murders have been committed without anger? You see, if we can put anger out of our lives, our lives will become a whole lot better. We'll go a little bit further next time. Let's stop and pray. Father, help us to understand, to recognize, and then to take steps to put out of our lives the dangers of anger. Help us, Father, to control ourselves. Give us that strength. Give us that willpower. But we know that we must make up our minds. Help us to do that, Father. And help us to be examples to people around us that we will not let anger explode within us and lead to ungodly behavior. Please, Father, help us. And please forgive us. And hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.